Hey, I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening to our message. We strive each week to bring you relevant, practical, biblical teaching that meets you where you are. Hope you enjoy the message. Hope. Hope. I was drilled into me as a young leader that hope is not a strategy. Have you ever heard that before? Hope is not a strategy. I hope people come to church. I hope somebody will show up. I hope that this will work out. I hope I'll meet this person. I hope that this will do this. And then my mentor came into staff meeting because there was a lot of hopes going on and not a lot of actions going on. And my my mentor came in. He was kind of a hard-nosed leader. And he said, listen, hope is not a strategy. What are we actually going to do about this? What are you going to do about it? And everyone got real quiet. But it continued to be drilled into us and drilled into us and drilled into us that hope is not a strategy. And so hope started to, that was about, what, 13 years ago, uh, 14 years ago, hope was started to be kind of not something I wanted to rely on. I wanted to rely on action instead of hope because it's a little more stable, something you can grab a hold of. I can still have hope, but we're going to believe in what I've already, the work that I've done. That has its positives, but it also is extremely dangerous because you start discounting hope. And when you start discounting hope, you start discounting the miraculous of God. And I don't know where you are in this moment, in this time in your life, but in the scripture, the nation of Israel at this moment is in a place which with, in which they do, do not dare to hope. They do not dare to hope because they're, I don't, they're in this whole moment of national identity of, I don't know if I can let myself hope. Does that make sense? Have you, have you been in that place? Maybe individually you've been in that place. You've been through a moment in which you're like, I don't even know. Like if I let myself hope, then I let myself be open to hurt, to disappointment. And if I set my expectations so low, I can't do anything except trip over them, right? And we build that to kind of protect ourselves. Except when we do that, we become cynical and we become jaded and we become closed off and we become real defensive and we don't participate in the joy and the wonder and the excitement of what hope is. And you can see this when you... if. We have, our kids are seven years apart, right? And so, um, well, one of, two of them are 45 seconds apart, but then the other one's seven years uh, different. And so there is a different level of excitement and hope and expectation in Christmas getting happening. The bigs, as we call them, are like, yeah, Christmas is here. They're excited. I can tell. They're starting to like do the little things and get a little, a little antsy and like, oh, things are getting decorated. And there's, there's the... Um, uh, behavioral things that come along with people starting to get excited with 13-year-olds being excited. But then there's Lucy. And Lucy is ecstatic. She put on her Christmas jammies yesterday. And I don't know how Kelly got her out of them to come to church today, right? Because she is ready for this to happen. And she is geared for it and ready to go. There is a different level of the excitement. One, because the bigs have experienced Christmas, experienced what's going on. It's going to be exciting. They will be excited. They're, all that. But there's just a different little 
You turn it up a little bit when you're six or five years old, getting ready to be six. Right? That, that, that's a different level. Because anything can happen on Christmas. To a six-year-old, we have no idea what could happen. The old and wise 13-year-olds know that certain things won't happen. You know, they're so world-wise. Uh, they know certain things aren't going to happen. But for a six-year-old, or a five-year-old, I'm making her older than she actually is. Uh, for a five-year-old, anything can happen. And for you, whatever age you may be this morning, can anything happen? Like if, you're, if you're honest, if you take a self-evaluation and you, we, I serve an infinitely creative God. I serve an infinitely uh, amazing God, a God who can do anything at any time. I serve that. I know that with my head, but yeah, he can, but I don't dare to hope. As we think of this Christmas, what is our heart doing? How hard is it? There might be some moments of reflection. There might be some moments of working through that that you, you need to dare to hope again. But Jared, it might hurt. I know it might hurt, but it's worth it. Daring to hope and what the Lord can do in our lives and our marriages and our parenting and for us. Dare to hope. When we look at Mary she is, I, I think she's, ooh, sorry. Uh, I think she's, all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth, apparently. Um, that must have been really painful coming out of the speaker. Um, if, when God is looking for people to invest in at Christmas time, for his son to come, for him to do the miraculous work that it's going to happen. Mary is in a moment in which she dares to hope when really no one in the country is daring to hope. Um, there's a previous story. John the Baptist's father is so... Has, he's serving in the temple. <laughs> he's serving... Uh, the Lord on a daily basis. This is what his job is at the moment. And he's so hesitant to hope in the Lord that God is like, okay, you don't, you don't believe that I can do this so much. I'm just going to strike your vocal cords and you're not going to be able to speak until this baby's born. Like, the think about that is, I got a feeling I'm more like him. Like, uh, it could happen, but eh, whatever. She's not going to be pregnant. God's not going to do that. I'm going to go through the motions I'll go through the motions of serving the temple. I'll go through the motions of doing the sacrifices. I'll go through the motions of all the stuff I got to do. But what's really God going to be about? That's where he's at at that moment. And I, I would bring to you, if that's our attitude at this Christmas season, whatever issues you're facing, whatever you're bringing up, that you've got to dare to hope again. Mary is one who's willing, who has all the reasons in the world not to dare to hope, and she, act, and she goes fully into it. And so with my remaining time today, I want to talk about what that could look like for us, how we orchestrate that, how we start to break that free in our lives. This is not easy work, but it's one of those alarm bells 
that might be going off in your head if you're like, Jared, I, I'm not willing to hope right now. And I want you to go, ooh, not to beat you up, but to say, hey, hey, if you can't get excited and hopeful at Christmas time, there's some work we got to do. There's some stuff, like, oh, let's pump the brakes, stop the, the gravy train, whatever you need to do, turn off the TV. We got to do the work, find someone we can talk to, deal with some stuff, delve into the scripture. We've got to figure out some hope stuff. Because if this season, if this time, with the coming of Jesus and the hope of all that it comes with, we got to find hope in this moment. Watch a Hallmark movie, folks. There's hope out there. Find, find something to hope with, but break through that. Do the hard work of that. That is not easy. In no way, shape, or form is what I'm saying easy. If you're struggling to hope this season, this is not easy work. It is necessary. There's a difference. It's not easy, but it's necessary. Luke 1, 28 to 38. The angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored. Anytime, if you guys are met with an angel and it says, hey, greetings, you're highly favored. There's a big, uh-oh, coming at the end of that. Okay, because anytime an angel shows up to somebody and says, hey, Kayla, you're highly favored. Oh, Lord, what's going to happen, right? That's, that's what's going to happen. It happens all throughout the scripture whenever an angel shows up and says, hey, Paul. <laughs> oh, what am I going to get called to do? All right. Um, you greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. The Lord has a different version of what highly favored is than what we think is. When I think of highly favored, I think of like Jeff Bezos money. Right? That's, a, that's a highly favored. That's a blessing, a blessing to me. The Lord is not entrapped by that idea. Highly favored is you've got a mission, you've got a calling, you've got purpose, you've got something that's going to change the world. Is that going to be easy? Because highly favored would be easy. That's the easy staples button. Boom. No, 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 no. Silly, silly human. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay, anyway. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Because Mary's smart. But the angel said to her, because also she's greatly troubled. Why? Because she knows in which the community of the Israel people, of the Hebrew people, is of a, a community of depressed, right? That no one is daring to hope in this moment. And so she's greatly troubled. Hey, you're highly favored. The reaction to a cynical reaction of someone saying, Dean, you are highly favored. And Dean just lost his job. Health is bad. Got eight, I mean, just terrible, no good, bad day. Uh, it's a wonderful life is going on in Dean's life right now, right? And it's not, I don't think. <laughs> but that'd be really awkward if it was. Dean's bursts out in tears. Uh, so uh, that's going on. And you are highly favored. What are you talking about? Right? I'm greatly troubled. That, that would be the definition of that. Mary's going, I am, what? How am I highly favored? Anyway, does that help you guys figure that out? All right. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God, which must have started to melt that moment. Like, hey, you're highly favored. Okay, really? No, don't be afraid. You have found favor with God. How powerful is it when you're at the moment of frustration, heartache, hurt, and someone speaks into your life and says, listen, you've got favor. You've got what it takes. You're special. You're anointed of God. You are loved. You are seen. You are redeemed. God has noticed you. Yeah, 
you will conceive and give birth to a son. You are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin? She's gone from, all right, okay. What's the details? Right? Like, she's gone through the whole sales pitch of like, nah, get away from me. To, okay, I'm listening. To, all right, what do I got to do here? Because there's, there's, there's some issues. Do you see that the posture change in this? And in the, in the, in the, the, that, I think in this Christmas time, maybe that posture change, that, that positioning change is there for you as well. Like, nah, there's no hope. I got I to gotta guard myself against hope. Hope's not a strategy. Hope's not going to get anything done. Bah humbug. Right? Two, well, I'm listening. Did you say something about sausage balls? <laughs> That's my favorite Christmas thing. I know you can have them any time of the year. It's just my thing. And so if you haven't been, this is your first Christmas here. Sorry, I'm going to talk a lot about sausage balls. Um, <laughs> this is what I do. Uh, and so, and then you go to the next Next thing. Okay, okay. How does this work out? Whoop. Me and this mic are not playing nice today. I go from, I'm not going to have hope. Hope's not a strategy. Leave me alone. Get off my lawn. Stupid yard ornaments. To, okay. I'm open to listening to what you have to say. To, here's the objections. They're not my objections. They're just hurdles. How are we going to do this? Do you see the difference? You're moving from being closed off and to, okay, open, 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 open. And if we do the self-reflective work, the prayerful work of saying, Lord, how is my heart this morning? Am I hopeful for anything? No, I'm not hopeful for anything. I'm tired. If it snows on Christmas, I'm going to be cranky because I don't have enough salt. Like, no, no, no. If it snows on Christmas, that's awesome. Right? I don't want any snow on Christmas and I got to go out and shovel the snow. What are you, what's wrong with you, Grinch? Knock it off. Mike? No. <laughs> what, are we, what, is, what are you doing? Because when, we're, when we cut ourselves off from hope, we cut ourselves off from wonder, from the excitement, from experiencing all that God has for us in this moment. And we watch the transformation happen in Mary in these few short verses. It goes from, I'm greatly troubled. What are you talking about, highly favored? No, no, no. I see, God has seen you. Me? Okay. You're going to have a baby. All right, well, how is this going to happen? That's where we're at here. And for you this Christmas time, I, I don't know how hard your heart is, or maybe I, you're not. You're like, I am full on, ho, ho, ho. We're, we're going to have some fun this Christmas. Hope is overflowing. I'm actually annoying everybody around me for how hopeful I am. Maybe that's you. Fantastic, awesome. Keep on going with it. But some of us are having a hard time right now. And so, as we work through what hope could be for this year is to be open to what God is speaking into our lives. She says, how will this be, asked the angel, uh, Mary asked the angel, sorry, since I'm a virgin. The angel answered, ah, those are details. I love it. It's almost like a side, like, Psh, don't worry about it, kid, I got you. Like, no, 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 this is kind of an important question. To a 14, 15-year-old girl, Probably a real important question. How am I going to, what's up? Huh? Who's telling dad? 
which I always thought was not really very nice of the Lord or of the angel. Like you could have come to Mary's dad and be like, all right, dude, I know you're going to take the shotgun out and a shovel. Well, we, we, we got to talk. Like well, that part needs to be in the scripture. I was like, if I was going to, but I didn't write it. So there we go. Um, as a father of a 13 year old, I'm like, excuse me. Um, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her own old age. And so who, and she who said to be unable to conceive in her sixth month, for no word from, the God, from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May the, your word to me be fulfilled. And the angel left her. I love that his work cited page to prove that this is going to work is that the old lady's going to have a baby. Like, like that is more outlandish than the virgin having a baby. But no, no, even your old aunt is going to have, or cousin, whatever she is, your old, the old lady is going to have the baby. Even that's going to happen. And Mary's like, oh, well, if that happens, then we're, we're good. I, it's a different context, different worldview, different all that stuff. Uh, but I just, it's interesting to me. So she goes from being greatly troubled. What are you talking about? Okay. You see me. No, you're favored. All right. You're going to have a baby. How's that going to work? Look, don't even worry about Holy Spirit's going to have one. Even, your, even Elizabeth's going to have one. May it be. Let's go. Do you see the transformation of hope? It's like the Grinch's heart that goes and whoop, 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 that, that scene of the, of the Grinch's heart. Like, you know what I'm talking about. And then all of a sudden, I can't use movies anymore because we're online and they strike us from YouTube all the time whenever I use movie clips. So, um, I have to, you have to go with my descriptions of them, all right? And so her heart grew three sizes, right? It's like, I'm hard, I'm protected. No, you can't have it. Wait a second, wait a second. Can I dare to hope in this moment? This Christmas, you can dare to hope that God loves you so much that he would send his only son and a little manger and out of the town, uh, out of the place, uh, out of the way place called Bethlehem to live a perfect life, to be a sacrifice for us so that we could have relationship, not just a better life or fun traditions at Christmas time, but that we could have eternal life with God, that we could be redeemed of all the messes in our life and that God would set us on a new path. That is what Christmas is about. That is what we get to dare to hope in. That the life we're living right now isn't all that it has to be, that there is more for us. That we are highly favored. We are seen. We are known. And in our running through the quagmire of life, maybe the busyness of life or the depression that we go through, that God sees us, knows us, calls us by name and says, I set you apart. I have a calling for you, something special for you. And if you will dare to hope, something amazing can happen. This Christmas could be a season of hope. We've been through all kinds of weird stuff this year all kinds of ups and downs. There's story after story as I see your faces of things that we've done. Like there's been stuff. Can we just, there's stuff. Can we dare to hope this Christmas season? Hoping a Lord and Savior who loves us, cares for us and sees us. Just as he saw a little teenage girl 
over 2,000 years ago. That same hope and that same future is here for you, accessible for us this Christmas season. So as we go through the half-twos of Christmas, folks, if the half-two of Christmas is not bringing hope and excitement into who Jesus is for you, maybe it's, that's how you can cut out the priority list. Maybe your homework for this week is to watch a silly Christmas movie, to laugh, to smile, to have hope in it. Maybe it's to do the hard, slogging, emotional work of why am I so cut off? Am I cut off? I don't know if I'm cut off. Ask your spouse if you're cut off. They'll be able to tell you real quick if you are. Can you dare to hope in this moment? This Christmas, I had all kinds of other stuff written down. But this Christmas, I want us to see what hope could do in our lives. That we don't see Christmas just as something cute or something for the kids or something about the food or the family, but it's about a hope and a future for each one of us. Wherever we're at, whatever we're going through, that Christmas is the beacon of hope in our lives that God would stop at absolutely nothing to have relationship with you, with me, and with humanity. The hope in that is he thought enough of you to send his whole, send his son for you and for me. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for today. Lord, I thank you for Christmas. And I thank you for this moment. And I thank you for this time. Lord, that this Christmas would be filled with hope. For those of us watching online or here in the building, Lord, if we've been struggling to have hope, Lord, that in this moment, in this day, in this week, you would flood us with hope that you would remove whatever barriers or hindrances keep us from jumping into the sea of hope you have for us. That, Lord, yes, hope is not a strategy, but it is a wonderful place to swim. And, Lord, we want to jump in with both feet with reckless abandonment in the hope that you love us, in the hope that you have a plan for us, in the hope that you have not forgotten us, in the hope that you have not forsaken us, in the hope and the promise that you love us and care for us and think specifically about each one of us by name, that you have things for us to do that you have prepared in advance for us to do. Lord, we thank you that we are thought about and we are wonderfully made. Lord, as we go about our week, that you would walk with us, that you would tempt us into hope that you would pull us into it, that you would let these steps be light, that we'd dive fully into the season of hope. In Jesus' holy name I pray, amen. Thanks for joining us at church this week. And a special thanks to all those who continue to support our mission through your generosity. You too can support our mission to reach, grow, and serve our community by giving on the website or through the app. 
To make sure you never miss out on a message, be sure to subscribe, and don't forget to hit that share button to spread the word. Have a great week.